always at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. You can see by Alex's face already, he's ready for this because it's about where Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers must improve. And we're going to be talking about an article by Mark Adams. I think it's a very interesting article. We're going to go through some of it, and we're going to give our own opinions on what he had to say and whether we believe he is on to some things, off on some things, or just if the whole thing's complete rubbish. And I'm going to have to take a deep breath in this one, because <laughs> if I don't, I may steam over and let my disdain for some of what is written in this affect uh, maybe some of the actual good points that are made. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into this. And, and trust me, TCC, I will, I will have plenty to say on this, as, as will Ant. And hopefully you do as well. Uh, before you hear about any of the article, if you haven't read it at all, you can find it over on 49ers Web Zone. Uh, but if not, you can just hear us do the kind of Spark Notes version of it and... Who knows? Maybe we'll drop a link to it also down in the description below if you want to be able to take a look for yourself. But let us know what you think Kyle Shanahan and the Niners need to improve on. Let, let us know. Right? See the topic right up there? Let us know what you think right now in the comment section. And Ant, oh boy, let's let's dive into this thing. Let's let's jump into it because first and foremost, he talks about four major things. Now, he did talk about in each game some key moments, and that's, that's fine because he's talking about key moments, and you may think he's cherry picking certain moments and leaving other things out and context matters. And that's, that's fine. Let's focus on the four key things. He thinks that, that Kyle Shanahan has lacked and that the Niners need to improve upon in key big games, specifically late in said big games, fourth quarters. And the first one is a lack of a running game. Interesting. Yeah. The, the lack of the running game is easy on the surface, right? You're, you think that the four yards can't run the football late in the football game. You know, they're just not getting those yards. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that when you're playing with the lead, as the 49ers were in every single one of these games, the defense also knows you want to run the football. Mm. So they're going to load the box. They're going to try to take away the run game. And that is exactly what these teams did. They took away the run game. And then the 49ers and Kyle Shannon expected things to happen on third down to be able to convert those. At times, it was just about using the clock, punting it away, playing good defense. True. But that's one of the things to remember when the, la when the running game becomes lacking as it would be, is a lot of times the defense understands what's going on. So to think that the running game is going to look as solid in the first three, you know, in the fourth quarter as the first three quarters, when the defense completely understands what's coming, to me is 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 not realistic. And I think anyone that really understands what's going on in the football field understands that the run game is going to be more difficult later in games. And that's why a lot of times you are trying to get an offensive line and running backs that can go in there and secure the victory. You would love to be able to run the ball at the end of the game and finish it off. It doesn't always work that way because teams are committed to stopping your run late in football games. Now I'm going to cite specifically from his article and because it baffles me the amount of gaslighting going on in this first one. I have a big issue with it. So he talks about in the Super Bowl, it felt like the lack of a running game was a decision Shanahan made, and I based that on the calls he made. He, man, he ran the ball only four times in, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, four times. Mostert had rumbled for over 200 yards two weeks earlier. You are correct. Mostert did rumble for over 200 yards two weeks earlier. You know who else knew 
that he rumbled for 200, over 200 yards two weeks earlier? The Kansas City Chiefs. You think they were going to let Raheem Mostert just rumble for 200 yards again? You don't think that maybe, and just maybe, they made an adjustment to their game plan in order to stifle that. In fact, Ant, he goes on to talk about in the NFC Championship game this past year, the Rams changed their approach to the Niners from previous games and basically dared Garoppolo to beat them. They sold out more against the run, decided that if they were going to lose, it, was going to be, it wasn't going to be because of the 49ers rushing attack. And because of that, the Niners only ran the ball three times in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game. But that was in part due to how the Rams played the 49ers. My guy, you just made it. You just made the point. What? You think the Kansas City Chiefs are just going to sit there and go, yeah, let's let Raheem Mostert rush for 200 plus yards. Let's let Matt Breida do his thing. Let's, let's let uh, Tevin Coleman, not not washed up Tevin Coleman, but still fresh off of hotness in Atlanta and, and hot on the block there. Let's let this 49ers rushing game be No, of course the Kansas City Chiefs shifted. Let's also not forget context here matters. The Niners were red hot in the third and early fourth quarter of that football game in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Red hot. Ball was moving. They were scoring points. They were eating clock away. If I remember correctly, Ant, Late in that football game, late in that fourth quarter is when the Niners started running the football more. In fact, I think all four of their rushes came with less than five minutes in that fourth quarter. And in fact, I remember the criticism of Kyle Shanahan in that Super Bowl being, I think he was too conservative. He course corrected from his Atlanta loss and he got too conservative. He got too picky. He tried to rely on the defense too much and he should have just passed the football. So which is it, Mark Andrews? Because the gaslighting here is absolutely insane about the Super Bowl loss. Because at the time, Kyle Shanahan was too conservative. And now, two years, three years after the fact, no, Kyle Shanahan, in fact, should have just ran the football more. The gaslighting is real, folks. I think you have to take it into effect, too. I mean, that, that Kansas City defense was better than the Green Bay Packers defense. It was really good. Uh, so they were going to take certain things away, and, I mean, they were going to make Jimmy Garoppolo prove that he could beat him at the, the biggest moment. You know, and and that's I think that's what a lot of teams you know want to do, and maybe that's the the thing that gets revealed in the Super Bowl. You know, is that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the one that everything is put on him to prove, mm -hmm. you know, that he can win the big games, and he did at times prove he could do it, but he did not do it in that Super Bowl. I don't think that running the football is the the reason why the 49ers weren't able to win that game. So I'm not sure that that is a really good reason to put into this. And one of the big things the 49ers need to do, and obvious now that it is the big thing that Kyle Shane and the 49ers need to do, is win in the fourth quarter, right? Finish games. That is what Mark Andrews is trying to say here. And he, you know, he leads it off with what he just talked about with the run game. And then now it's lack of creativity is the second, second point. point yeah. The second point is lack of creativity. And he says, I'm mainly speaking of Two things play action and misdirection well one of the first things everyone has to remember when you're getting to misdirection if they're bringing in multiple guys you know to go ahead and stop the run when you run a misdirection play you open yourself up to a big loss if you suffer a loss on a run play that will completely stymie your drive that could end it before it ever gets started you want positive plays so sometimes misdirection aren't the the avenue to go with however i will bring up this Remember that in the late part of the game against the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card, Al Shanahan dials up a reverse to Debo Samuel, and he comes up a minuscule half of a, I don't even know, this much from getting a first down. So I don't know if we can really categorize that he doesn't at times run misdirection, you know, when it's needed. I think it's kind of one of those things where maybe he didn't in certain situations, but he has done it. So I don't know if that's a really good example to put into this article. Uh, no, it's it's a terrible example of, to put in this article, Ant. And and the the discussion about play action being the thing that needs to be effective in, for, in order for the 49ers, specifically for Garoppolo, 
I can't understand what he's trying to get out there. That play action and, and the run game and it getting going can can help the 49ers, right? And it can create problems. But when teams are so committed to the run and that they're daring you to throw, play action, like you just talked about, is a negative. It leaves you open and vulnerable to attack. And so you don't do that. You show something different. You you put stress on their defense in other ways. One of those other ways is going into gun, spreading out the field, getting more wide receivers than running backs on said field, and punishing them for bringing guys down into the box and playing so close. Um, something that we saw the, the first time around when the Niners played the Rams, actually, that Monday night football game, the Rams loaded the box up a bunch. They were trying to stop the 49ers run game early in that game, and they just didn't have success doing it. And when and then when they did have some success, Garoppolo carved them up over the middle. This is something that Jimmy did very, very well. He was very effective at carving up teams. Um, he was very effective at getting the ball over the middle of the field especially when teams and linebackers were having to freeze, safeties having to freeze with the threat or the thought of the run. Um, when they were able to take that out of it, then that's when things didn't necessarily go that well for San Francisco. The other thing was is that you didn't have necessarily a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. You're, you're removing or ignoring certain context from this NFC Championship game this past year in order to do that. And talking about a lack of creativity and lack of misdirection and all of these different things, um, I thought we had a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders running down the seam in the fourth quarter of said Super Bowl game that if Jimmy makes a slightly, I guess, not as far throw or Emmanuel Sanders is a year or two younger or doesn't tear an Achilles, that he actually probably makes that reception. Uh, you don't get wide-open guys like that in the Super Bowl, Ant, if you're not creative. Yeah, I don't think creativity has been the problem. I think at times you know, you, you have to eliminate some of that, uh, and you have to go ahead and just you know go with what works. But I think Kyle Shanahan often does that. I'm not really worried about those situations. I think in that regard, and especially the you know the one example that you brought up, it's just a lack of execution. Whether that was Jimmy, like you said, Emmanuel Sanders, could it have been that Emmanuel Sanders got slowed up by the defenders because he was Possibly. maybe being tugged on a little bit? Um, all those things happen, you know. And I think it's it's sometimes you know amplified into this big story that the 49ers can't finish when in fact it's just a simple miss on an execution of a play. Or, you know, if George Kittle doesn't call for, be called for a ridiculous P.I. in the first half, yeah. you have three extra points on the board, none of it matters anyway. Yeah, it could change everything. The dynamics definitely change. I, I get where he's trying to go with this article. You know what I mean? He's trying to say that the 49ers' late you know, game uh, losses are all because of you know, Kyle Shannon's ineffectiveness to be able to do creative things and be able to run the football I'm not sure I'm all the way, way there with him right now. Right now, it looks to me like it could just be as simple as failed execution on the field. And maybe Kyle Shannon has been trying to address that by getting certain players in certain areas. Correct. And listen, if, if it was all about execution, if he was talking specifically about execution right now, I'd be on board. But he's not. He's talking about Kyle Shannon in and of himself uh, and decisions that he's made. But now we're going to get to something slightly different and something that Kyle Shanahan doesn't really have a lot of control over in terms of I mean, I mean, at least in terms of what those guys do when they're out in the field. Number three, point three was lack of QB effectiveness when the play breaks down. Now, listen, we have seen Jimmy at times when the play breaks down, be effective and make big plays. We've also seen Jimmy Garoppolo do terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things. Like in the Cowboys game where he's rolling right and just throws the ball, sails it over the top of a guy for a pick that puts Dallas right back into the football game. Um, this one is spot on. This is 100% rap god, spot on, lack of QB effectiveness when the play breaks down. Jimmy is not consistent in that area, but this is why you drafted Trey Lance, is so that you could hopefully solve that problem and therefore 
you know, in and of itself by bringing in a young quarterback who's mobile, athletic, and a huge cannon for an arm when the play br does break down, if defenses don't play perfect, it ends up actually being checkmate for the defense and not the offense. Yeah, I think this is one thing Kyle Shannon has been very clear on. You know, he talked about that. He wanted a quarterback that could operate in the pocket, do all of the things that Jimmy Garoppolo did, get the ball out on time, out on schedule, get his playmakers the football, operate this offense, get him in and out of the right plays. But then he said, when the play breaks down, I would love to have a guy that could go make something happen. When all hell breaks loose, this guy is going to look at it and he's going to make something happen. And that is the difference between a lot of quarterbacks in this league. The 49ers, that's why they went out and got a Trey Lance. And could that make a huge difference at the end of the games? Yes, it could. So it might not be that this is the biggest thing that needs to be solved. It could have already been solved already. So this point could already be solved if Trey Lance is able to handle all those things and in the face of pressure can go out and create. He has the weapons to be able to do so. So I think even though this could have been a criticism in the past, and we're right, he's right on this. This is a criticism of what Jimmy Garoppolo did in the face of pressure. I think the NFC Championship game proves that this year mm -hmm. where he just had to get rid of the football. He's not able to create. Trey Lance is. So I think right away, even though it's the biggest criticism that makes sense for the 49ers out of these points that we're going through, it also is one that could have already been corrected. Uh, very, very true, Ant. Uh, very true. And look, his last point, point four, lack of using key players in key moments. Um, the first two were bad. Third one was good, and I thought we were turning a corner, and, and it goes right back to being uh, horrible, uh, atrocious. I, I'm not a fan of this at all. He is going to specifically cite the usage of Mostert, the team's best offensive weapon in 2019, and Samuel, who might have been named the Super Bowl MVP if the Niners had made it on and, and, and held on. He specifically brings up Samuel first and foremost, who only touched the ball once uh, in that NFC Championship game. Kittle had zero touches. The only problem I have here is that he is only looking at numbers, statistics. What Mark did not do is go back and watch game film. It's very obvious because when you watch the game film, Debo Samuel in the fourth quarter of that football game is wide freaking open a handful of times, more than seven, and doesn't get the football. Jimmy just flat out misses. This is an execution problem. Again, citing to what we said earlier. If Mark is talking about here execution, being something that 49ers haven't done, and that's players. Maybe it's Kyle trusting the wrong players in the wrong times or putting too much onus or responsibility on certain guys who have not shown to be consistent in executing properly. Then I would understand where he's coming from and be willing to go, you know what, Mark? This is good. This, this isn't bad here. I understand where you're coming from, and this is the type of pressure that Kyle needs. He needs to understand that you, know, you have to make subtle changes, but that's not what he's saying. He is essentially saying he's not using these guys. It feels like he's saying he's doing it intentionally, which is just not reality. Yeah, I mean, to think that he wouldn't dial up plays to get the ball to George Kittle or to get the ball to Debo Samuel or to feed the ball to Raheem Mostert uh, is just not true. You know, I mean, a lot of times the looks at which, you know, the 49ers are going against dictate what they run. They call two plays in the huddle. So I can guarantee you when they're in that Super Bowl and Raheem Mostert's lined up behind Jimmy Garoppolo, if they're absolutely loading the box, Jimmy Garoppolo's job is to try to get them in the right play. So that might mean that the defense actually dictated the usage of Raheem Mostert, number one. Number two, with getting the ball you know, to Debo Samuel and George Kittle at the end of the NFC Championship game, of course he wants to get the ball to them. You know who else knows that? The Rams. So the Rams are going to clamp down on them as best possible, but they're also going to try to get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. They know they're dealing with a Jimmy Garoppolo that has an injured thumb. He has an injured shoulder. He doesn't have the strength and ability to get the ball where he needs to get it down the field, and he also is struggling because he doesn't have the time because he's an injured uh, Trent, Williams. Trent Williams on the left side. He has Tom Compton playing on the right side. 
there are definitely weaknesses along that offensive line. You have the the run game stagnant, but it was stagnant for primarily most of the game. And a lot of that, I think, goes to the fact that those guys weren't, you know, especially Trent Williams wasn't healthy. So things change. I think sometimes circumstance of what is going on with your team also dictate how successful your offense is. But to think that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't dial up plays to get the ball into his playmaker's hands, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think that uh, this is one of those criticisms that doesn't make sense. I think Kyle Shanahan has done a really good job of trying to, you know, figure out all the issues. I don't think this is a Kyle Shanahan problem. I think this is one of those problems with maybe at times there was a couple of things that could be circumstance, but also Jimmy Garoppolo at times struggled in certain situations for the 49ers. So when they did load up, when they did try to take away, you know, the run game, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't ultimately able to win in those situations in the biggest moments, in the biggest games. And it could be as simple as him not being uh, healthy enough to get it done, or it could be that they just knew what his weaknesses were and took advantage of them. The big problem I have, too, here is he goes on to cite the Chiefs, getting the the ball to their playmakers in key moments. And you know what? You're right. Also, Travis Kelsey spelled a kick. Not, not, not the way he spelled it, Ant. No. Not, not the way. It's a C and an E. No why. But it's fine. Uh, look, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey both had key catches in big moments. You were correct. They did in that game. They were also pretty quiet for a good chunk of the game up until those key moments. But here's the reality. The Kansas City Chiefs also tried to force feed the ball into Tyreek Hill this past postseason against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it cost them a football game. Trying to force the ball into your best players is a double-edged sword because sometimes you get the ball to your big key playmaker players in situations where maybe the defense is keyed in on them, and it pays dividends for you because they're that guy. It also may play into the defense's hand if they have that playmaker on the other side that's capable of taking care of business and doing what needs to be done in order to shut down said player on the other side. The Niners had those playmakers. They had the Richard Shermans of the world. They had those guys who just couldn't. Stay with some of these guys late in football games. You had the linebacking core that you had in twenty in 2019 to be able to try and handle Travis Kelsey, and it just didn't work out that way. Sometimes you lose those key matchups and key battles. Again, execution, not so much coach not trying to get the ball to those players. Yeah, I mean, because really when it comes down to it, Patrick Mahomes was the one creating outside the pocket. Correct. All the big plays you know, that you see in that game were from extended you know situations. Mm-hmm where he was able to get outside the pocket, was able to get a, a nice key hold onto uh, Nick Bosa, it's true. and which, then be able to get goes, the ball downfield. And that goes towards his third point, right? right? A quarterback extending plays is a, would be a huge positive for the 49ers. Just stick to that one, and, and we're good, Mark. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it really is. You know, I think it's uh, looking at, if you look at it in all totality, uh, you can start putting it, you know, the the blame can be put on Kyle Shanahan if you miss all the other parts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the different circumstances play into it. So I don't believe this is as much of a, you know, a Kyle Shanahan issue and the 49ers issue is this what this really is is just an execution issue and maybe improving in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes down to it, that's what they're looking to do. They look to get bigger on the offensive line so they're able to run the football. They're getting more big physical running backs that can shove it down your throat when the game gets into those situations. Now you can turn and give it to Ty, Ty Davis Price. Now you want to load the box in those situations. We have a Danny Gray that can go down the field and catch the ball deep. And we have a quarterback that when all hell breaks loose and it breaks down he can get outside the pocket and make something happen if there's anything that's been evident about trey lance's game in the two games that he played in the you know or started in the nfl was that he could definitely do that he could create outside the pocket those are all net pauses for the 49ers so i don't know if that is really the ultimate where kyle shanahan needs to improve but maybe where the 49ers need to improve could be a possibility finish off these games 
And I think the way they do it is what they've already been doing. They're working towards it right now. They know what their weaknesses are, and they're trying to improve on them. Look, I'm not Kyle Shanahan in, in any way, shape, or form. Man. Wait, what? But even <laughs> I know, even I know to get the ball to my best players in cre- key crucial situations. Yeah. I, I've watched you coach and have seen you do the same. You've watched me coach not football and seen me do the same. Also, uh, us standing on the sideline going, how are we going to get the ball to this said player right now at this point in time because we need to play? Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's natural. You're going to go and turn to the guys you rely on the most, and those are typically your best players. Uh, it's not Joe Schmo that doesn't play all season. Yeah, and I mean, you've seen Kyle Shanahan, and you know, that's the thing, right? We went into 2019 uh, for some of this, but in 2021, you've seen him go to Debo Samuel, who's his best player, to finish off games. You know, I said it didn't happen in the NFC, you know, championship game but i think it's more about the situations that were given to them you know because you are playing within the parameters of what a defense is allowing you to take advantage of so if you do get debo samuel open you've done your job as a play caller that's a complete execution problem and whether that is an execution from an offensive line standpoint maybe they're not healthy or from a quarterback standpoint not getting the ball out um that's not what kyle shanahan's problem is you know, Kyle Shanahan's problem is is getting you in the right situations. It's your job to go get it done. It's one of the most frustrating things about being a coach is doing everything right, getting everybody in the right situations, and then it's you're not able to go do it for them. These players have to go do it, and at times it can it can make you frustrated. Um, and I'm sure Kyle was a little frustrated with some of these. That's why he said he likes to have a month off after the season. Yep. And I think that they're looking to improve that. Trey Lance is part of that uh, improvement. Absolutely. TCC, though, let us know what you think. No, Mark Mark got it correct. He's 100% accurate. It's all Kyle Shanahan, a little bit of the 49ers, but he's got a lot of things to fix. Do you agree with us that it's more execution than anything else and maybe some personnel stuff? And Kyle definitely can address that and has addressed it. So we're going to see what happens. We want to hear from you. Comment down below right now. And while you're doing that, don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell. And uh, don't miss a live stream, Q&A, your questions Coming to you tonight. You're not going to want to miss it. Be there. Yeah, people have already started populating over on our community page and our post, uh, giving questions, some interesting ones so far. But you can go ahead and do that. If you want to get a jump on it, get your questions out there, go ahead and let us know over there. Let us know on social medias as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, You can go to any of them and let us know what you think. All comment on this video. Give us questions for the Q&A. If you don't want to do that, just jump into the Q&A at 5 o'clock. Let us know your questions. If you if it's of utmost importance that we answer it, hit us with a super chat, and we'll make sure we answer it because all super chats are definitely answered within reason. Don't go off the walls, off the rails with something crazy, not you know pertaining to the 49ers or to football. I mean, you could. <laughs> you could do it. doesn't mean it's going to be spent a lot of time discussing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Uh, listen, super chats. Easiest way to get your questions answered live, especially when we got a lot of people in there. Uh, and the best way to support this channel, and besides subscribing and liking the video if you haven't already, is joining us over on Patreon for exclusive content. Uh, you don't want to miss any of that. Yeah, you don't. And there's going to be a new episode of Slightly Offsides coming out tomorrow on Friday. So make sure you're ready for that. Slightly Offsides will be coming. Me and Horst are going to be talking about a lot of the topics that are going on in 49ers land. And there's some interesting ones. And sometimes we go a little offsides, mainly horse, uh, but I think it's going to be a fun conversation. So make sure you hop over there and check that out. Make sure you're there, TCC. We'll see you for the live Q&A tonight. And until that time, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.